0: So this year in Turkey, um, one of my teammates made a pass in practice and it was like, it was a bad pass. It wasn't like, it wasn't open at all. Coach stops to practice, goes over to the table, gets his glasses, brings them over to her and puts the glasses on her. And like, it's like speaking in Turkey, basically like, can you see? <laughs> um, so that was, that was kind of wild. Uh, I play professional basketball now. Um, I kind of started playing when I was like five or six. I started playing in this like got guy, uh, guys developmental league on Sundays, and um, <laughs> so I was just playing a bunch of playing against a bunch of guys. And the uh, two coaches that ran the uh, the league kind of kind of got to the point where I was where I was probably in like fifth or sixth grade or something like that. And they were kind of like, you need to, they told my parents, you need to move her into like AAU and she needs to start playing and like taking it seriously. Cause she could be really good. So kind of from there it, it, I ended up playing in AAU and um, really started focusing on that and realized that I wanted to play for a long time, like play professionally, go to play in college. Uh, so that kind of happened. I went to a good council um, for mm-hmm. high school. Got highly recruited. Had a ton of uh, a lot of offers coming out of high school. Ended up going to Northwestern um, on scholarship to play. Um, Wait, can
1: you can you rattle off like some offers so everybody can <laughs> so everybody knows? Just like just like, a little just, little like brag a little bit, like just a little bit, low like brag,
0: like fire some okay. off. Um well my last, my last top 2 schools were Northwestern and Georgetown um but I had a, a decent amount of ACC offers Big 10 kind of all over so I was I was kind of all over the place okay uh like Penn State um trying to think what else uh <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> I think now but I did have like 30 <laughs> offers
2: <laughs> I put you on the spot that's why yeah so, yeah so I want to I want to back up a little bit what was, yeah. what was that, like, playing – how old did you say you were when you were playing in the in the men's league?
0: Um, I was five or six. No, so it was, like, little – it was, like, little boys, too. Like, they're, like, my age. Oh, oldest.
2: okay. Okay. I got you.
0: But it was <laughs> all, like, maybe one – and one other girl.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what did – what was that conversation like when your parents came to you? They were like, you got to take this seriously.
0: Yeah. Um. So at first, my parents actually didn't listen to the uh, coaches. They were like really? – We'll hold off and, like, wait a little bit. And then they kind of came back again and were like, I think she needs to play AAU. And then um, I was actually doing karate, like, seriously at the time. I had, like, two more belts to my black belt. And I got to a point where I, I went to my dad and told him, I was like, I want to quit karate and really focus on basketball. And I think from that point on, that's when my parents were like, let's put her in AAU. And that's, that's where I went.
2: Thank God, you just still doing karate at <laughs> no,
0: this No, <time>.
1: seriously.
2: Sheesh. <laughs> does any of that? Does any of that karate knowledge come in handy? Like you just,
0: um, maybe just like drop a kick little.
2: somebody on the court. Yeah, right. Like throw in some like elbows <laughs> that no one catches. Yeah. <laughs> so what was what was that like first serious, you know practice or game like when you were like okay i'm i'm going to take this seriously what how did your mindset switch at all
0: um i mean i think my mindset was always the same it might have been more uh more focused and i'm I, like as i continued to play i had more and more goals and aspirations but i think when i first joined my first au team with like the maryland flames in 6th grade i honestly wasn't playing that much and it was kind of like a, I was kind of taken back because of how well I had been doing in the developmental league. And obviously, like I joined the team kind of in the middle of the season. They had been playing together since they were in like third grade. Um, and then I kept working and kind of as I kept playing, it, it kind of came quick and I started playing and um, it just kept growing from there.
2: So then you get to good counsel. And end up being a four-star recruit coming out of out of Good Counsel. What was what? Can I get like some high-level highlights of, of that career at Good Counsel?
0: Um, well, I mean, you talking WCAC. I think it's like the best the best league um, in the country, high school-wise. Because thinking back to my four years, is like um, every night we were playing at least on the other team. There's at least one or two other D1 players. And um, just going to a competition, not only on the AAU circuit, but during the high school season, I think really helped me um, in terms of being prepared for college. So definitely a a great experience. And I'm grateful that I got to play at Good Counsel and um, and in the WCAC to prepare myself.
1: Did you remind me I know you're a four-time All Big Ten player. You won freshman Big Ten Player of the Year your freshman year.
0: No, I didn't.
1: You I didn't? Did it? Who who won it? Though your freshman year, do you remember?
0: Destiny Pitts. She was at Minnesota. Yeah. So,
1: w- the dynamic in a locker room. I w- I w- would love to hear your perspective as somebody who was a feature player on a freaking Big Ten school as a freshman. Was there a lot of, did you feel like a lot of pressure coming into it um, or did you feel even more pressure as the season started going on and you were like, I mean, you are obviously a big template of your freshman year. Um, how, did, how did you take that as a freshman in like such a big league? Yeah,
0: um, I think in the recruiting process, like one of my, um, one of the things that I wanted in a school was to be able to go in and change a program and be able to make an impact like right away. And so the year, bef- the year before I was going in, they had a huge senior class, really good, like Nia Coffey, who's still in the WNBA now, um, a bunch of other really good players. So I knew it was going to be a great opportunity for me to come in and have a chance to play right away. And obviously, like my coach told me it wasn't going to be like handed to me, but as long as I did the work, I was going to be able to come in and, and uh, make an impact. So. I mean, I feel like I kind of feed off of pressure. So honestly, if there was pressure, it was whatever I was putting on myself. Right. Um, So I think as the season went, the more and more I got comfortable and realized, like, okay, I'm I'm a big part of this team already, Um, and kind of being told that I'm not a freshman, even though. Like school wise, I'm a freshman, but in, on the basketball court, just knowing that I, I wasn't actually a freshman and getting that experience was uh, really helpful just throughout the rest of my career. Definitely.
2: Why'd you Why'd you pick Northwestern? Apart from knowing that there was a big senior class leaving, you you know you had to work for it. But like, was there any other reason that went into it?
0: Um. So I. Northwestern was my last official visit and um, I was kind of to the point where I was like I just want to commit somewhere and be done with it I'm tired of and my mom was like I think you're really gonna like Northwestern let's go visit because like I was almost to the point where I didn't even want to go on the visit so I ended up going on the visit um great time like with the team met the coach have spent time with the coaches um talked to our AD at the time uh and all that and I kind of just got this really good vibe just that family presence that I was looking for and um and then also knowing it's a power five school playing in the big 10 the academics piece was a really big thing too because it's all my parents have always been like if you're if you're not doing it in the classroom you're not doing anything outside of it so that was a big piece for me too
2: what did you what did you major in
0: uh, I majored in communication studies, and then I minored in uh, business.
2: Okay, gotcha. Was that tough at such a high level, you know, going to class, but then, you know, having to travel so much for games and stuff?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's tough for anybody anywhere, but then on top of it, being at Northwestern is is definitely a whole nother ball game. Um, I know, like, some of my other teammates that had way tougher majors than me, it was – it's really a grind um so it's it's just figuring out kind of how you balance it and you have so many resources to you know help you out and figure it and figure it out along the way yeah
1: um did you so like we always do research on the people like I know you personally on like a personal level but we always do like, like like to do research on everybody did you know this WNBA known by many as pull up (laughs) pulling. Did you? Is this a real thing?
0: Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, where did
1: that come from?
0: Um, so (laughs) I want to say my freshman year of college, one of our assistants (laughs) started calling me, uh, that's that's what I'm mostly known for my game, my mid range, my pull up. Um, and that's kind of like my specialty. So it, she started calling me that and then it kind of started growing and more and more people started calling me the announcers and like the commentators who would be commentating our games started calling me that and then came to the point where one of our um, announcers at our home games asked me, was like, are you okay with me calling you pull up pulling? So like whenever I would score and at home, it would be like, they would say pull up pulling <laughs> or whatever. It just kept growing from there. How
1: do you feel about it? You it seems like you're okay with it. Is that do you love it or no?
0: no, I like it. I think it's cool. You have a
1: signature it. nickname, like your legacy <laughs> at Northwestern, besides like all the scoring titles and all that stuff. Yeah. It will be like Lindsay pull up pull That's
0: sick.
2: <laughs> on the plaques on the wall. Uh-huh.
1: Or... Yeah, be grave
2: in stone. That's awesome. Basically. <laughs> so I your your sophomore year, you put up Almost six hundred points in a season.
0: Did I I really?
2: I did my own research, Mac. By the way, (laughs) I
1: said we both do research. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yes, you're also good at this.
2: You put up six hundred. You put up five hundred and ninety-five points your sophomore year. Does that like is that just normal for you or like were you just didn't even know? Didn't even know. That's what I'm saying. Was like, how do you not know that? I would have. I I would know that like the back of my hand. So many points. I'd be telling
0: you. That. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't know I scored that many points. I mean, obviously I knew I, I uh, scored. I got my thousand uh, career points my sophomore year, but I didn't know yeah. I scored points in the season. But, I mean, um, so, I mean, I guess you could say it's normal. Like, I, I feel like my role on the team was to score the basketball and, and like, lead and things like that. So, I feel like that's kind of normal in that sense
1: just casual pull up William over here
2: (laughs) was there ever a moment where you're like you know after you break that record of quickest to get a thousand points in school history was there like I don't know me and Mac went to a d3 school so it's it's a little bit different but if if are you walking around campus and like does everyone know you is everyone saying congrats like what's that feeling like
0: um, I wouldn't say everyone knows me or anything, because also being in Northwestern, like the focus is kind of school sense. So not that is involved in sports. But yeah, there's there would be some moments where it's like, oh, wow, like people really know who I am and, and enjoy watching what I'm doing. I think one time I was in like a marketing class um, and we had a game the night before, like late on the road. Um, and I played, I, I want to say I had like 30 or something like that. And I go to the class, I'm walking out after and I hear somebody calling my name. I'm like, who is like, I, I turn around and one of the girls in my class, it's like, Lindsay, I literally just told our professor that you see that girl in the back that's sitting, sitting there. She just had 30 last night on the road and she's still here in class today. So it's just like things like that, that I'll always remember, which is just funny.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. That's a good story. Um so can you talk just a little bit about the draft night, the whole draft situation. Um I don't we don't have to get into um I I wanna know know more about like the feeling that went into like actually getting like your name called, like that whole process, because that's one of the most amazing things for anybody to do to get drafted into a professional sports, especially one of the big ones. So just talk us through a little bit, like, the emotion of the night, like, what you were thinking about. Like, what was the first thing that came to your mind? Like, all that stuff.
0: Okay. Um, so, I was actually here at home um, with my family. Um, we were all watching the draft. Some of my aunts, uncles, cousins um, watching the draft. And, honestly, I mean, it's kind of stressful in a sense, too. Like, you're just watching. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, yeah. Um, And obviously there's like mock drafts before. So you have, you kind of have an idea of where you might go, but every year in the draft, some, a team makes a wild pick that wasn't expected and it kind of throws the whole draft off. So you're sitting there like, what is going on? trying to figure out like, all right, am I going to get drafted? Like what's going to happen? So I feel like it was a, it was a mix of like excitement, um, a little bit of stress wondering where I was going to go. But just, finally seeing my name pop up on the screen was definitely just like an unimaginable feeling, everything that I had worked for. And um, like my goals from when I was a five, five or six year old playing in the developmental league with uh, boys, uh, just seeing, seeing that come to light was um, unreal. And obviously I still have a lot of goals and, and work to do, but just being able to know that I got drafted and I've had opportunities to continue to uh stick in the league has been has been awesome
2: did you when did you know that you could get drafted was it that senior year was it as soon as you hit a thousand points and broke that school record like when were you like all right I can probably poop at the professional level <laughs> <laughs> or was it like in that in that kid in that little kids league was it, you were just destined for it
0: Maybe had a little kids league but I'm gonna say like <laughs> well definitely um or for sure once I was after that freshman year of college um I knew and then um, after I played with the USA team and my junior year winning the Big Ten and having a great year um being in a lot a lot in the conversation for player of the year um and then having agents start reaching out to me and things like that and then um, once in then, senior year, talking to some of the teams and everything, that's kind of when I knew for sure that I had a pretty good chance of getting drafted. So
2: that's, that's interesting that you said agents, because I wanted to ask about that. So like for those that might be watching this that are going through the same process of like, you know, having agents reach out to them or even like trying to pursue agents on their own, you know, for the D2, D3 athletes that want to play overseas, how did you, they all came to you. I assume, right? And then how did you weed out which ones you wanted to go with?
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was like the recruiting process all over again in high school. Just kind of using some of my connections, some of my friends and teammates that have played, that are playing now and that have had, that are signed with those agents, um, talking to my coaches, talking to my parents, my family, and kind of finding who aligned with me as a person and my values and my goals as a as a pro player um, was kind of part of my process and obviously getting the opinions and the thoughts of from my coaches and people that have been signed with them or aren't signed with them anymore and why just kind of just weeding out those things and pros and cons and then kind of trying to align it with what I wanted and what my goals and expectations were.
1: Um, and could you give us a quick rundown just for the fans? Um, your past, what, two, three years? We just got done talking about you just finished up in Mexico. Where have you been the past couple of years? Um, and then after that is where are you headed
0: next? Okay. Um, so I got drafted to Atlanta. I was there in training camp the whole time. And then um, for the overseas season, I was in Turkey. Um, and then after... I came home from Turkey. It's kind of just workouts, whatever, physical therapy, whatever, just keeping, just staying ready. Cause obviously my goal was to be in another training camp for this year, mm-hmm. um, get back in and get get in the league. Um, so then I ended up getting an opportunity to go to train, sign a training camp contract with the Chicago sky. So I was there. Um, and then again, working out, staying ready and the league and that just started this year. Uh, one of the teams needed a player to come fill in, and I was there for a month or so playing in that league. Um, and then now I just recently signed to play for a team in Madrid, Spain, coming up this season.
2: Ooh, so come, kind of, like, <laughs> that's lovely. Madrid. So what what team are we allowed to know?
0: Uh, yeah, um, Estudiantes.
2: Okay, gotcha. That, I feel that's like, gorgeous. Yeah,
0: I'm we excited. gotta go to. A,
2: I gotta go to a good council game this year with you, Mac. But then we gotta go to a game in Madrid too. How about that? <laughs>
0: and then also
1: Madrid. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we gotta see everybody play. We gotta we got a lot to do this winter.
2: Yeah, honestly. So I'll be here um, for
0: a long. Time. We got a lot of time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what oh, was yeah. it? What was it like? Because like, you graduated during COVID, right? That's one thing that, you know, is kind of overlooked in this whole story is everyone was in lockdown. You couldn't travel, you know, what was what was all that like finding the overseas contracts? Like, was it even worth it? Or were you just trying to stay in shape in, here in the States?
0: Um, I mean, it, it was a lot uh, dealing Good with question. COVID my senior year of college. Um, Cause you know, you're trying, like you're pretty much in a bubble. You're getting tested every day. Um, you're not doing the same things that you usually would uh in terms of college experience and it's rough going out on that on your last year um yeah. and worry about that your schedule is getting cut down um not as many games so you didn't get a chance to get the scoring all-time leading scorer at school so that was one of my goals that didn't get to fill out yeah. but
2: you know but, you know how you know how close you were
0: I, I was pretty close. I'm third all time now, but um wow, I can't even remember how many points I have though I had though. Two thousand something. I wanna
1: 2025.
0: say 2025.
2: There we go. Mac who's um, Mac, who's number one?
1: Uh she's behind Anuka Brown and Nia Coffee. coffee
0: Yep. yep.
1: How many how many they got? I don't know, there's oh okay. I not think... on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> They don't get to, they don't get their numbers
2: told out loud. <laughs> well, you only, am I right? You only, uh, she only played 26 games for senior year. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. It, it was, yeah. it would have been easy. That was, that's easy money. They should change that. They should put pull up Pulliam as number one for sure.
2: Big asterisk next to that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, But yeah, no. And then I feel like kind of once, throughout my senior year it kind of started to get better and then you know new strands of the virus would come out so um just thinking about that too going overseas because you don't know how bad it is, other of things like that um but honestly it, it all ended up working out uh, turkey was kind of the same as being here in the states in that sense in a covid sense so um that was good and so it wasn't it wasn't too much of an impact but more so on my senior year of college it was it was a big part of it
2: did your did your role change on the team at all from college to when you played professionally for either team
0: um that's a good question
1: um (laughs) (laughs) you've been have you so basically uh, you've been a scorer like all your life is that are you still pretty much yeah yeah. is that like your main component you know what I mean
0: yeah pretty much pretty much the most part when you go it's like the they expect they expect a lot from the American players and and for the most part it's like to put points on the board so um I feel like that was my role again playing in Turkey this year um and I think too, just continuing to be a leader because that was a big part of my college career. Um, I was very vocal, making sure that I was always doing, setting the right example, and, and making sure that I was doing everything I needed to do to motivate my teammates and and just do whatever I needed to do to win. So I I feel like it. I don't think my roles changed that much going going into um, career. Yeah.
2: Mac, you got any last questions? Otherwise, I want to get into these rapid nah, five. Go words. ahead. All right. You ready?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Five, five of them, right? Okay. What
2: what is the craziest thing a coach has done during a game or practice?
0: Um, okay, so this year in Turkey, um, one of my teammates made a pass in practice, and it was like it was a bad pass. It was like it wasn't open at all. Coach stops the practice, goes over to the table gets his glasses brings them over to her and puts the glasses on her and like it's like speaking in turkey basically like can you see (laughs) um so that was that was kind of wild
2: that's awesome that's that's so
1: disrespectful
2: (laughs) (laughs) god all right what do you want to do when your athletic career comes to an end with that communications degree
0: um honestly i think i might want to get into coaching I, I've had a lot of like my college and and good um, and people that I've encountered saying that I would be a really good coach. So maybe coaching
2: at what at what level That's, doesn't count. This is a follow up question.
0: <laughs> um, college, I would I would say okay. most likely. Um, but I could also see myself coaching in the league, too, but probably college.
2: OK, Sweet. if you could change one rule about basketball, what would it be?
0: Freak, That's a tough question. Um, Where would we come ready? Dang, you got me. Um, freak. I don't what about?
2: Know. What about? You know what it would be for me? I really, I don't. I still don't know the clarification on the jump stop step through for women's basketball because that's not a travel.
0: Yeah, that's in, fair.
2: But in men's, I like I've gotten it called on me before because you suck.
0: Yeah. But I <laughs> I feel I don't know. I feel like some reps are sometimes they call it. Sometimes they don't like you don't know what like what's allowed and what's not. It's right. just so it's like not consistent. So I honestly don't know. Either. That's that's a good one.
2: All right. Well, I'll put it in the description. Once if you hit me back like on <laughs> with a message <laughs> later on, I'll just be like, yeah, this is her answer for that one. <laughs> okay. What's what's your biggest failure in your career or life and what did you learn from it?
0: Dang, two tough ones back to back. Um biggest failure. Um, honestly, I feel like my senior year was like really tough for me because I, I had high expectations and I put a lot of pressure on myself too going into my senior year because obviously I knew the draft was coming up. I knew I, I was trying to break a I'm trying to break a record like obviously it's not in the forefront of my mind, but it's one of those goals that it's like um I'm thinking about that I got agents in my ear it was just a lot and I was coming off of a shoulder surgery actually too so I, ha- I just had a lot and I felt like I didn't live up to my expectations and how well I could play my senior year so I feel like that in my mind it was kind of like a-, a failure maybe yeah. not tell but in-, in my mind it was so that was kind of disappointing for me um and I think what I learned from it is that all you can do is control what you can control and um, just go out and play and be free and enjoy it and just kind of don't take any time you have on the court or doing whatever you love for granted. Um, mm-hmm. to push through. Like when thing, things aren't always going to go your way, so just learning how to push through that and fight through adversity and just knowing that it, I, I'm going to grow from it and get better.
2: Yeah. And it's a lot of pressure for a, what, 21, 22 year old for, you know, for anyone. So that's totally understandable. So uh, last one, if you won a hundred million dollars tomorrow, what would you do with it? Wow.
0: Um, Sheesh. Um, I'd probably use it in any way I could to, like, help my family, my friends out a little bit. And then, honestly, I feel like I would try and put some money back, like, I don't know, to do something to help the league continue to grow and, and expand because I feel like there's just not enough teams and not enough spots for how much talent is in. Hell yeah. Oh. So, I think just doing whatever I can to maybe invest in that or find somebody that would invest in it. So just, I don't know, just helping whoever I can and um, investing in women's basketball.
2: So, so, okay, so, so you're starting a WNBA franchise in Maryland is what I heard, right?
0: <laughs> I would love to.